Please don't mess up. Okay. Hey, Facebookers. Y'all come on in. Y'all come on in, come on in, come on in, come on in. Y'all come on in, come on in, come on in. Y'all come on in. I need y'all to be with me today. Lord knows I need y'all to be with me on today. Lord knows I do. Y'all come on. Share this. Y'all come on. Come on in. Come on in. Y'all come on in. Y'all come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Y'all come on in. Say. Y'all come on in. Y'all, this I told you all on yesterday, and I gave y'all the topic for today. How will you be taken up? How will you all be taken? How will you be taken up? Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. It's one of, I got two minutes. I'm going to start in two minutes. Yeah, come on.
Y'all come on. Come on, come on, come on. All right. Let me go ahead and pray. Lord God, I thank you for this word on today. God, I ask that you will continue to cover me, that you will continue to use me, that my flesh will be moved out of the way as your spirit rests upon me, Lord God. God, I ask you for those who are watching from publicly and from um, private, Lord God, that you will touch their heart, their mind, and their spirit, Lord God, that they will receive encouraging words, Lord God. They will not just take away um, what's spoken to someone else, Lord God, but they will take away what needs to be applied to them, Lord God, that they will apply the teaching, they will apply correction, they will apply the good, they will apply the bad, they will apply the ugly, Lord God, because this is to bring a change about them, Lord God. This is supposed to bring a change about us, Lord God. And Lord God, I thank you for the word that was spoken to me even on this morning, Lord God. Continue to use me for such a time as this. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy side, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, I thank you for the story of Elijah and Elisha, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for allowing me and letting me know the spirit that needs to rest upon me, that there's a good spirit, Lord God, the spirit of the Lord, Lord God, that I may follow those who are following you, Lord God, that their spirit that is following you, that is obeying your word, that is obeying your commands, Lord God, that you will give up, you will give me what is needed, Lord God. So I thank you on today, Lord God, that you will cover me from the blood of Jesus, that the blood of Jesus will cover me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. And Lord God, I thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to rest upon me. And God, I thank you right now, Lord God, because I may not see naturally in the spiritual realm, Lord God, but God, allow me to see spiritually, Lord God, in the spiritual realm, Lord God, so that I can see what needs to be seen, so I can hear what needs to be heard, Lord God, so that I will know how to pray and what to pray for. So God, I thank you for those who are watching. I thank you for those who are covering me. I thank you for, for those who are even watching from a distance, Lord God. I thank you. Oh God, I thank you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for sanctifying me. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Ghost, Lord God, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, speaking your language, your heavenly language, Lord God. So God, I thank you for this day that you have made and I will continue to rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you for my husband on today, Lord God. Oh, God, I thank you for my husband on today, Lord God, that you will continue to strengthen him and cover him, Lord God, and you will continue to allow him to move in your direction. Oh, God, with the instructions that you are giving to him, Lord God, that we both will continue to see clearly. We both will continue to recognize, oh, God, to recognize the disguise from other people. 
Oh, God, I thank you right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, those who are watching, allow them to apply it and receive it in Jesus' name. So God, I thank you for being Yahweh. I thank you for being Yeshua. I thank you for being Emmanuel. I thank you for being the good, the bad, and the ugly in my life, Lord God. I thank Thank you for correction. Oh, God, I thank you for conviction. God, I thank you for rebuke. Lord God, I thank you. Oh, God, I thank you for the chastisement that you sent our way, Lord God. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And I love you on today, Lord God. I love you more today than yesterday. My desire to learn more of you, Lord God. I surrender to you. Oh, God, I surrender all to you, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, God, I thank you. I love you. I bless your glory. Oh, God, I bless your name and I glorify you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, I pray. We pray. And we all say amen, amen, and amen. Okay, we're going to walk through chapter two of second Kings. Amen. We're on the second book of Kings and God has blessed us through the first book and he's going to even bless us even the more on the second book. I thank you for tuning in, Tanika. I thank you for tuning in, Evangelist Walker. It's so good to see you on here. Woman of God, continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you all. And I pray, who I pray, that your whole heart is encouraged. So let us go, let us go. So um, 2 Kings, the second chapter, and as you can see, the title of this lesson is, How Will You Be Taken Up? How will you be taken up? And it, and it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, wait here, I pray, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, as the Lord continues to live, and as your soul continues to live, I will not leave you. And Elisha was telling Elijah, as long as the Lord lives and as long as you are living, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to serve you. We're going to walk together. And so they went down to Bethel and the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, do you not know that the Lord will take away your master from your head today? And Elisha said unto the prophets, yes, I know it. Hold your peace. Listen, sometimes we know some things. It's best to hold your peace. It's best not to say anything. When, when Jesus asked his disciples, Lord, help me, Jesus. When Jesus asked the disciples, who do they say that I am? And it was Peter who knew who Jesus was. And there was plenty of times when he says, well, hold your peace. Don't say anything because the time is not yet for me to tell them who I really am. The time is not yet who to tell those what's about to happen. Even with some of the people that he had healed, he said, go, he'll tell them, go and tell no one. But sometimes they will go and they will ask, how did you become healed? And they'll say, I met a man named Jesus. <laughs> and sometimes it's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's not a good thing. It's sometimes it's not a right or a wrong. But sometimes you must hold your peace because there is not time to express it. It's not time 
to share it. And sometimes here, Elijah might have been telling them to hush that up because I know he's going to be leaving me soon and I don't want to be upset about it. I don't want to, I don't, because I'm going to be sad when he leaves me. I'm going to be hurt when he's gone. You know, so sometimes there's a lot of reasons that people are telling you to hush, hold your peace. Amen. And respectfully, we should hold our peace. And I'm going to leave that right there. But listen, the sons of the prophets appear to have been located primarily in three areas, Gilgal, Bethel, and Jericho. So God evidently sent Elijah to these communities in order to encourage them one last time and to announce that Elisha would be their new leader. Lord have mercy. Sometimes, Lord have mercy. Sometimes we have to wait before we make an announcement. Sometimes we can make an announcement too soon. Sometimes we're needing God to do something for us at any given moment when the wrong person may hear the right information, but at times they will manipulate it and either add something to it or take something away from it, and it'll cause a delay. Lord, have mercy. I, I want to speak that to somebody on today. I want to speak this into your life. Just because it's been spoken out of order, and it may be a delay, but it's not going to be denied. And I'm going to leave that right there. So here in verse 4, it says, And Elisha said unto him, Elisha, Elijah said unto him, Elisha, Terry here. Listen, I got to stop right here for a minute. Tanika, just because you, you typed, that's for me. So let me tell you what I heard when you typed, that's for me. Because even in this season, you have to move quietly. Even in this season, you have to move in secret. Even in this season, you have to hold your peace because what God is about to do, he wants to get the glory. And sometimes we speak about what God is about to do for us. And I just tell this, how will you be taken up? Sometimes we'll be taken up into, uh, uh, we'll be taken up for elevation. We'll be taken up for promotion, but we have to understand when we're being taken up for elevation or we're being taken up for promotion, it's always an enemy. There is always Satan. There is always deception. There's always a sneaky little imp that's waiting to pounce, that's waiting to hurt, that's waiting to destroy it, that's waiting to throw a monkey wrench in it just so that you won't receive what thus saith the Lord. Because when, he, and I'm going ahead in this, in this text, but just like um, in first Kings, we read how Elijah told Elisha as he walked past him, he had already threw his armor on him. He had already threw his coat on Elisha as he had walked by, but he told Elisha to go ahead and finish what you're doing. But when it comes to your mind and you remember, come on and follow me. Lord have mercy. And in, in every in every season, it doesn't matter if we're in the same season or a different season, but just know when seasons begin to change, each, see, each season, we got to hold our peace. Each 
season, we got to be quiet. Can I back that up with scripture? Oh God, can I back that up with scripture? Listen, Jesus said, let your yay be yay and your no be no. Jesus also said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Why? Because Satan is the prince of the air. He's waiting to pounce. He's waiting to snatch. He's waiting to pull down the blessings of the Lord that he has, that God has for you. So when there's people that doesn't want you to have what they have, they'll do everything in their power to snatch it before it even comes because we've spoken, we've spoken too soon. We've moved too fast. So I say this to you on today. It's, it may be delayed, but it's not denied. So hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles. That's what Moses told the Israelites. Hold your peace and let the Lord speak for you. Hold your peace and let the Lord fight for you. Hold your peace. Because you're being taken up. And sometimes how we are being taken up, it depends on what we express. It depends on what we share. It depends on how we release. Lord, help me, Jesus. So back to verse four. And Elijah said unto him, Elijah, wait here, I pray, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, and, and Elijah said, and as the Lord continues to live and as your soul continues to live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. I want to speak to somebody on today to let you know, don't leave the Lord. As the Lord continues to live inside of you, don't leave the Lord. As the Lord continues to be with you on your job, don't leave the Lord. And listen, if God has placed some good leaders in your life, if God has placed a good husband in your life, if God has placed a good wife in your life, if God has placed some good children in your life, if God has placed something good in in your life stay there wait pray because change is coming and you're about to be taken up lord help me jesus verse 5 says and the sons of the prophets once again, this is the second time they've come to Jer. This is the second time they came to Elisha and said, do you not know that the Lord is going to take away your master from your head today? And he answered once again, yeah, I know it. Hold your peace. This is the second time that Elisha had to tell them, hush, I know this is what's about to happen. You're a prophet and I'm a prophet. So if the Lord is speaking it to you, he is also speaking it to me. <laughs> and it's been a confirmed word. But because I love my master, it's because I love my husband, it's because I love my mother, it's because I love my leader, it's because I love. It's going to hurt me when they leave. Lord, help me, Jesus. Verse 6 says, and Elijah said unto him, wait right here. For the Lord have sent me to Jordan. Now, Elijah was telling Elisha, wait right here. Stay here. He told him to stay there when they were going to Jericho. He told him to stay there when he was going to, um, where was he going? Jordan. Elijah did stay right here. And Elijah was like, nope. Where you go, I go. <laughs> As the Lord continues to live, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm going with you. And aren't we reminded, Lord, I just felt the shift. Aren't we reminded 
about the story of Ruth and Naomi. When Ruth, I'm sorry, when Naomi had lost her husband, then she had lost her sons and she was too old in age to give them any more children. So she told them to go back to their land, go back to their home. There's nothing more I can do for you here. And it was Ruth who said, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Ruth said to Naomi, your God will be my God. Where you go, I go. Wherever you're going to be buried, that's where I'm going to be buried. I know where my help comes from. Lord, help me, Jesus. Naomi knew where her help came from. But Ruth believed her help came from Naomi. But Naomi knew that the help came from God. And Ruth wanted God, wanted Naomi's God to be her God. She wanted to dwell in the land of the living because she was raised in the land of the dead. Who God, Lord, help me, Jesus. We have to recognize when God has placed some good people in your life and they have shown nothing but goodness to you and you are trying to be where, oh my God, you are trying to go where they're going because you recognize the character, you recognize the integrity, you recognize the goodness of the Lord in their life, you recognize prosperity, you recognize correction, you recognize where they are and who they are in God. Because you know, surely you won't follow after wickedness. Lord, I'm talking to myself. Hey, Minister LaVisha, I am talking to myself. We need to follow the goodness of the Lord. And yes, we know that eventually those good leaders are going to pass away. We know our husbands eventually is going to pass away. We know that our wives are going to pass away. We know that our children is going to pass away. And we pray that they pass away after we pass away. Amen. We pray. We know, we know that eventually death is going to come. And I heard someone say a while ago that at the funeral, you, you hear somebody say, we all got to die one day. But I read it in scripture when they said it. The scripture says, Jesus said, the Bible said, not Jesus said, but it was, it's been said that Jesus is going to come. And he's not coming and he's not going to set foot on this earth, but he's going to come in the middle of the air. And those in Christ shall rise first and those that remain shall be caught up. So you know what? We are not going to see death. We are not going to die. Some of us is going to be caught up. How will you be taken up? Lord, how you doing today, Minister Dustin? How will you be taken up? So yeah, I say, Lord, listen, I, I can only, listen, I know how I'm living. I know where my heart is. And I can say right now on today, if Jesus was to come and crack that sky, I would be caught up with the Lord. Because those in... Those in, it says, those who are dead in Christ shall rise first. What does that mean? 
those who died with the Lord, those who died with a heart after righteousness, those who have died with the Lord Jesus Christ and they live for him, they breathe him, they everything concerning him. Those who stood through the test of time, trial and tribulation, they stood through betrayal, they stood through hurt, they stood through malice and strife and contention, they stood through the hurt of from hurt from family and betrayal from friends, they stood through, and they re, they're going to receive the crown of life because they made it through. How you doing, Dr. Hunter? Pastor, listen to what I'm telling you. How will you be taken up? Because we all not going to see death. Some of us is going to be like Elijah, and we're going to just be caught up in the whirlwind. We're going to be caught up with Jesus. Lord, help me, Jesus. But listen, Elijah told the prophets, stop telling me that. He said, hold your peace. Listen. Verse six says, and Elijah said unto him, once again, wait here. For the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord continues to live and as my as your soul continues to live, I will not leave you. I'm telling somebody on today that stop allowing people who are immature. Stop allowing people who are sinners. Stop allowing people who don't believe. Stop allowing people to get you to pull away from the good leaders good leaders. As a matter of fact, y'all stop telling people to lead people, period. Unless you know, without a shadow of a doubt, stop going off of hearsay. Stop going off of gossip. Stop going off of malice and hatred in your heart because you knew them when. Jesus, that's right, Minister Dustin. Stop playing with them babies. Jesus said, Woe unto them that hurts these little ones. Paul tells us all the time that the stronger is to help the weaker. But some of y'all strong folk are destroying the people that are vulnerable and weak. And you're manipulating their mind. You gotta stop. That's it. You gotta stop being messy. Mind your own home. Listen, I'm gonna say it one more time. Mind your own home, natural and spiritual. I'm going to say it one more time. Mind your own home, natural and spiritual. Stop going into another person's home and messing up what they got going on because of what you do to your, listen, Lord, you, you, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pull back. Let me, let me pull back. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Let me pull back. I am so sick and tired of people going in another man's house and bringing chaos and confusion because of what you do. You are so disrespectful. You are so rude. You talk to your family members like trash. And because another family member don't talk to their family like trash, you encourage them to disrespect them. I, that Make that make sense. The light is supposed to draw people out of the darkness. Don't allow people's darkness to bring you out from the light. I, yes. At the, listen. Verse 7. Lord, help me, Jesus. Verse 7. Now, here comes 50 men of the sons of the prophets, 
went and stood to view afar off. They too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle. Oh, Lord, listen, can I tell y'all something? Let me, let me say this to those who are over 65. <laughs> let, can I help the people that's over 65 just for a second? Why are you still holding on to your mantle? I'm about to hurt some feelings. Why are y'all still holding on to y'all's mantle? Why are you not teaching disciples? Why are you not teaching leaders? Why are you not teaching the people how to become good leaders? If you're that perfect, oh, Lord have mercy. If you're that perfect and you feel like nobody is better than you, then you hold on to your mantle, man. Hold on to your, your mantle, woman. Because at the end of the day, if you think you're too good for somebody else to have it, then you keep it. Because you'll be the one that will be well, because it says hell enlarges herself daily. Because now you got this, I know it all spirit and ain't nobody better than me. Ain't nobody going to be better than me. And I don't want nobody to be better than me. The devil is a lie. Jesus says to go out and make disciples. Take, go out and make leaders the righteous way, holiness way the good way. So why are you still holding on to this mantle that you should have been them passed it on? Who you should have been them threw it on somebody. I don't know where that came from because that's not in my notes, but um, I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting me to let somebody know, prepare your mantle to be passed. Can I say that again? Prepare your mantle to be passed. Can I say that one more time? Prepare your mantle to be passed. That's right, because your mantle doesn't belong to you. It's an anointing that the Spirit of the Lord has given to you for you to use it so that you can pass it on to someone else. Where do you think an inheritance comes from? Lord, help, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Listen, verse nine says, verse eight says, and Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided here and there so that they too went over on dry ground. Listen, somebody needs to say, we both is gonna walk on dry ground together. We, Tanika, we both is going to walk over on dry ground together. Minister Dustin, we both is going to walk on dry ground together. Dr. Doreen, we both is going to walk on dry ground together because we got a work to do for God's people. We got to prepare our mantle. We got to prepare our anointing to be passed over onto someone else so that when we are taken up, when we've been elevated, when we've been promoted, or whatever the case may be, somebody will have our spirit of the Lord on them and they're able to now take the next generation. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Prepare your mantle to be passed on. 
if you are over 65 years old, you don't have a death date. Only God knows your death date. And you're thinking that you got so much time to prepare. You're thinking that you have so much time to get some folks ready. But what's happening is y'all are not preparing the next person. You Listen, Lord, have mercy. Y'all are not preparing for the next person. Y'all are preparing for the next persecution. Lord Jesus, help me. Y'all are not preparing for the next person. Y'all are preparing for the next persecution. Because when you don't prepare that person like Elijah was preparing Elisha, that's order. But what y'all are doing is y'all are putting people in places without teaching, without an example, without learning, without studying, without showing. Lord, help me, Jesus. Y'all are putting people in place for persecution because they don't know the word of God. They don't know the anointing of God. They don't even know how to speak in tongues. They don't even know anything about the Holy Spirit. They don't even know nothing. But because you did not prepare, you just throw somebody out there and say, I need you to do this because you did not prepare yourself. Bishop, Bishop, Bishop. <clears throat> That's it. I'm preparing for my next persecution. Y'all don't even understand. We are supposed to be preparing disciples. But we are preparing disciples without discipline. Who oh, Jesus. Listen. Verse 9 says, and it came to pass when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for you. And Elisha said, I pray, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Let your double portion of your spirit be upon me. Do you think that Elisha would ask Elijah for a double portion if it wasn't anointed? If it wasn't blessed, if it wasn't good, if it wasn't right, do you think, would you ask anybody for a double of any, when you, Lord Hammers, when you go to the ice cream store, I'm about to bless y'all host. I'm about to bless y'all's host. So right here, for those of you who eat ice cream and love to eat it, when you go to the ice cream shop, you don't ask. Well, some may, but some of you don't ask for a, I'm going to use my husband then for an example. He don't ask for a single scoop. He says, I need a double. <laughs> some of y'all need a double portion. Some of y'all need a double anointing. Some of y'all need a double blessing. Some of y'all need a double. <sighs> ask, ask. That's it. Give me a double shot. Give me a, give me a double. Give me a, Lord, I need, when Job went through, Lord have mercy. When Job went through, I know, babe, I love you. You know, I love you. When Job went through, listen to me. When Job went through, that, and Lord knows that brother right there went through, he was blessed double for his trouble. Because them friends that he is, see us, 
We wouldn't have cussed them out and kicked them out the house. <laughs> we wouldn't admit we wouldn't have sat there all day, all night, having no discussion. Get out. Get out of my house. I don't want to hear nothing else. Y'all got to say because y'all were ticking me off. But Job had patience. Job had perseverance through his pain and suffering. Because Job knew, I don't know why I'm going through. I don't know why I'm even having this conversation. I don't know why I'm even sitting here this long. But whatever it is, I'm going to wait on the Lord. And through all that, Job literally, he said, Lord, though you slay me, yet I will trust you. You have got to trust the Lord with all of your might. Don't you call my bishop out. <laughs> Minister Dustin, you know he wants that double scoop. And let's just be honest. Can we all be, can we all be honest? We want more. We do want more. We, we want women. We don't want just one. Look, we don't want just one bag. Can we get two? Women, we don't want just one pair of shoes. Can we get two? I don't want just one one bad suit. Can can I get can I get two? What does that mean? I need the shoes to match my outfit. I need the bag to go up my purse. My, I mean, I mean, I need the bag to go up my outfit and my shoes. So everything on me, yeah, I need double. I need double. Please and thank you. <laughs> At least two. When we go with women, when we go into the store, we don't just buy a shirt. We're buying two shirts. We're buying two pair of jeans. We're buying two pair of tennis shoes. It's the men who sometimes will go in and only want one. Amen. So, listen. He said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And he said, you have, and Elijah said, you have asked a hard thing, but is there anything too hard for God? There is nothing too hard for God. And when you want a thing, you're going to work hard for that thing. And that's why, even though Elijah told Elisha, I need you to, I, I got to go to Jordan. I need you to wait right here. And Elijah said, uh-uh, where you go, I go. He said, I got to go to Bethel, so I'm going to need you to wait right here. Elijah said, uh-uh, where you go, I go. But let me say this, I, and because I, this is dropped in my spirit. Listen to me. Elisha wasn't jealous of Elijah's double. Elisha wasn't jealous of Elijah's anointing. Elisha wasn't jealous or envy of anything concerning Elijah because Elisha knew if I continue to serve, if I continue to go, if I continue to follow, if I continue to learn, if I continue to listen, if I continue to receive everything that I need, I will be great just like Elijah. I will be special just like Elijah. I will receive from the Lord, just like Elijah. I could be that great prophet, just like Elijah. I can do the work of the Lord, just like Elijah. 
There was no jealousy. There was no envy. There was no strife. There was no contention. There was no hatred. There was no malice. There was no discord. There was no division. There was no unrighteousness. There was no problems. There was no issues. There was nothing but love and God in the work that was given and being shown. First tenant says, and he said, you have asked a hard thing. He said, but nevertheless, if you see me, here, listen, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so unto you. But if not, it shall not be so. Elisha was like, well, shoot, I go with you everywhere anyway. So trust, I'm going to be with you. I'm not leaving your side. I want to continue the work that you started. I want to continue the work that you created. I want to continue to do the will of the Lord that you have been doing so long. I've watched you run from Jezebel. I've watched you about to be killed. I've watched you run into the cave. I've watched you being hidden by God. I've watched you being hurt and scandalized. I've watched you. So trust me, Elijah, I'm going to be with you as long as you live. And as long as, the, as long as God lives, I'm going to be with you. Good afternoon, Kim. That's good, Minister Dustin. I'm riding the coattail. With my own anointing. That's right, Dr. Hunter. Got to show up where we need to be to get the double portion. Exactly. How can we receive a double portion if we're not even sitting in a place to receive any portion of anything? Because we refuse to be connected to the right person. We refuse because of what we heard. And not by what we see. Okay. Listen. Verse 11 says, And it came to pass, and they still went on and talked. They was fellowshipping. They were communing. They was going out eating lunch and having dinner. They, were, they, were, they had a relationship. But more importantly, they served the same God. They had the same heart. They had the same goal. They had the same desire. And Elisha wanted it. And not only was he told he was going to give it, but he asked for what he wanted. He didn't say, just give me your mantle. He said, I want a double portion of your spirit. I want it to be upon me. When they went to fellowship, they didn't sit at a different table. They didn't have a separate meal. They ate together. They talked together. They walked together. When, when Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smoked the water, the waters divided on both sides, and they were able to cross over on dry land together. Elijah just didn't make a way for him. 
but Elijah made a way also for Elisha. Lord, help me. Verse 11 says, and it came to pass as they still went on and they were still talking that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and it parted them both, They it separated them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters. Listen, Verse eight, it says that Elijah took his mantle. And I need some of you to catch this right here. This is about to bless your whole soul. Listen, in verse eight, Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided. Turned around, Elisha would have not known what to do if he would have not saw Elijah do it first. Because it said that he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and he smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted here and there and Elisha went over. Did y'all did y'all catch that? Elisha said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? But he took the mantle that fell from Elijah and he smote the waters and then said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted. So what he watched Elijah do, Elisha was able to follow and the Lord answered. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah do rest on Elisha. Do you not understand that when you are following the right leadership, when you are following the right person, and when you do what they do, and it's right in the sight of the Lord, the Lord will do the same thing for you, the same thing that he did for them? God, listen, it was God who told Joshua, the same thing I did for Moses, I'm going to do for you as well. Be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You have got to understand that when you can walk with good leaders, when you can follow after good leaders, when you can do what they do that's in the right and the sight of the Lord, he will do the same thing for you. Lord have mercy, Elijah first man to perform was Elijah's lost man to perform. Lord have mercy. Yes, God, Bishop. Bishop, Bishop, Bishop. Listen, here's what we have to understand. Elijah was taken to heaven, as was Enoch. Now, let me tell y'all something. I was always heard in preaching that Enoch was the only man that experienced being transported to heaven. So when I read this months ago, I was just like, so that wasn't true. And that's why I tell y'all, you gotta read the word of God for yourself. 
because people will say things and you just be going on believing it. Listen, it said that um, Elijah was taken to heaven as was Enoch without experiencing death. And I just said earlier, everyone is not going to experience death because if everyone was going to experience death, then the scripture would not tell us that the, those that are dead in Christ shall rise first and those who remain will be caught up. It didn't say we were dead. It said those who remain. So if I'm one of the remains and Jesus comes today, I'm going to be caught up. Listen, the miraculous transporting of Elijah to heaven was God's emphatic seal of approval on the on the prophet's work spirit and ministry elijah had been totally united to the word of god throughout his ministry are you totally united to the word of god concerning your ministry concerning your character concerning your integrity concerning your house concerning your the house of god concerning your children concerning your spouse concerning your family and your friends are you committed to the work of the Lord concerning everything in your life. That, that, that means the, well, no, matter, no matter what happens, God is with you. And you will experience the same thing his people experienced then as of today, right now. But we're told those things don't happen like that no more. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. Listen. This is it is. So we have to understand that we have to understand that to the very last, he had lived for God's honor, stood against the sin and idolatry of an apostate of an apostate people and encouraged the faithful remnant in Israel. He was given a dramatic escort to heaven and triumph. The translation of Elijah and Enoch is like the future catching up of God's faithful people at the return of Christ. So with all of that being said, 16 and 17, 18 says, and they said unto him, behold now, there be with thy servants 50 strong men. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master, lest peradventure the spirit of the Lord have taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, you shall not sin. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, sin. They sent therefore 50 men and they sought three days, but found him not. And when they came again to him, for he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, did I not say unto you, go not? <laughs> did I not say unto you, go not? Why is it so hard? Hey, Anna, why is it? Listen to this. Let me, let me, let me, let me read this right here. Let me go this. Listen, they said, sir, just say the word and 50 of our strongest men will search the wilderness for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has left him on some mountain or in some valley. Elijah said, Elisha said, no, don't send them. But they kept urging him until they shamed him into agreeing. And he finally said, all right, send them. Elisha already knew. Sometimes, Lord help me, Jesus. Sometimes we prophets, prophetesses, is trying to tell you what not to do because we already know what it is. 
And you know, it's like a child, mommy, mommy. It's like Rippy and Sippy, mommy, mommy, mama, mama, mommy, mama, mommy. Go on, just go ahead, because you're getting on my nerves. Just just go on. So out of frustration, Elijah said, you know what? Y'all just go on, just, 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 just go. I'm telling y'all, because I'm telling y'all, I watched him go up. I'm telling y'all what I saw, but y'all won't listen to that. But you want to send your men to go look for his spirit, to go look for him in the valley somewhere? Go on over and look for him in the valley. Go on over and look for him in the wilderness. Let me know. I'll be here when you get back. I, I'll, I'll be here when you get back. Right? So listen, AT said, Elisha was still at Jericho. <laughs> Elisha didn't move. Elisha didn't go with them. Because Elisha knew he wasn't in the valley. Elisha knew he wasn't in the wilderness. Elisha knew he wasn't in Tennessee. Elisha knew he wasn't in Columbia. Elisha knew he was taken up into heaven. And his mantle and the spirit of him was on him. And that's why he said, while he was still at Jericho, when they returned, and he said, didn't I tell you not to go? Didn't I tell you not to go? That's it. That's it, Dr. Honey. Didn't I tell you not to move? I didn't, you, but y'all don't want to listen. Y'all don't see. Y'all don't listen to, listen. Y'all have listened to so many false preachers. Y'all don't even know when to hear the truth. Y'all don't listen to so much false doctrine. Y'all don't even know when to hear the truth. Y'all can't even recognize a true prophet. Y'all can't even recognize a true word. Y'all can't even recognize the truth from a lie. Because y'all have followed so wrong. Because you think you're so right. And just like Elisha said, go on and go then. Because at some point, because at some point, you can, listen, you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it. Stubborn as a mule. All right. So 19 says, one day, the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha, and they said, we have a problem, my Lord, they said to Elisha. This town is located in pleasant surroundings, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Elisha said, bring me a new bowl with salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it. And Elisha said, this is what the Lord says. I have purified this water. It will no longer cause death or infertility. And the water has remained pure ever since, just as Elisha said. So Elisha left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a group of boys, now listen, now, 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 I, I, I need y'all to catch this next thing that's happening. I just asked now, how will you be taken up? So, cause see, you can be taken up for righteousness and you can be taken up for unrighteousness. So you got to be careful whose spirit is upon you. You have to be careful whose spirit is upon you. And Elisha had Elijah's mantle and his spirit. So listen, look what you listen. Be careful who y'all put your mouths on. Listen, I learned this the hard way. So I can only tell you, 
listen, something that I can show you, but I can tell you. But listen to this. So, Elisha left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, bloop, 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 a group of boys from the town began mocking and making fun of him. Now, mind you, I just said yesterday. What did I say yesterday? Be as you are a prophet. If you are a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece for the Lord, you're going to have to literally be careful how you use your words. I said this yesterday when I was talking about Elijah speaking, bring, 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 bring fire down and, and consume the people. Read chapter one. I just talked about this yesterday. So here I'm saying you got to be careful. So y'all think because this happened in the Old Testament, it's not going to happen in the New Testament. You better go back and read um, the, 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 the grace. You better go back and read grace. You need the, you need the, you need, listen, David said, I say it again. David said, when I was young and now I'm old, I never see the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. David was saying, I've always seen God take care of his people. And when your heart is right and you are living that righteous lifestyle and you trying to stay saved and you're working on your salvation and you maintaining your deliverance and you know, this, I was a puncher before I was a preacher. Listen, I was a puncher before I became a preacher. So trust me when I say I have to be careful now of how I use my words because I know who I am in God and I know the lifestyle that I live and I live that. Listen, I try my best 99.99 cent to live the way that God calls me to live. So I had to learn. I ain't got to cuss you out. I ain't got to put my hands on you. I ain't got to do all of that. But all I can do and all I will do is I'm going to pray. And I pray sometimes, Lord, please don't allow my flesh to pray that prayer. Because if I pray that prayer, it is a wrap. Hear me. That ain't witchcraft. That ain't demonic. That's the word of God. And some of you need to understand, stop talking and putting your mouths on the true men and women of God. I'm just saying, I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've known it for myself. It is a wrap. Done. It's a done deal. Listen, as he was walking along the road, a group of boys from the town began mocking and making fun of him, telling him, go away, baldy. <laughs> go away, baldy. And they kept chanting it and chanting it and chanting it and they kept saying it listen some of you know some of you don't on july 31st that'll be a day that i will never forget i'm gonna talk about that more tonight at 5 30 but listen to what i'm saying when you have been picked on when you have been scandalized when you are being mocked when people are making fun of you and they keep picking with you and picking with you and you've been working on your salvation and God has brought you from a mighty long way you don't want to cuss nobody out you don't want to you don't want to you know Job said it he said no whatever I'm going through I'm going to maintain my integrity but we listen that ain't me I ain't Job I am sister Holloway I, I am me I, I am I am human, I am flesh, and I don't justify that, and I don't make excuses about it, but I can only take but so much. We have to understand there are just some people that can only take but so much, and we will explode, 
And when we explode, everything or everyone that is in our way is going to catch it and we're going to catch a charge. Who, Lord? We're going to catch a charge. We're going to catch a charge because we have taken it and we have taken it and we have taken it. The gossip, the rumors, the lies, the manipulation, so much. And again, how will you be taken up in any type of battle, in any type of situation? Our heart has to remain right. Our minds have to remain clear. But it's Satan's job to send people like these boys to mock you and make fun of you, whether they're making fun of you of your talking, whether they make fun of you because you just whatever, whatever your flaws are, whatever your issues are, whatever your disabilities are, whatever your inabilities are. This is what people do. They make fun of you. They make fun of you. That's right. And enough is enough. And I had just had enough and I exploded. I exploded. But God. But God, listen, they kept chanting, go away, Baldy. And Elisha turned around and looked at them and he cursed them in the name of the Lord. He cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and tore them into pieces. From there, Elisha went to Mount Carmel and finally returned to Samaria. What does that mean? Some believe that the youth who mocked Elisha were a gang organized to oppose his ministry. And that is what people do to us today. That's right. Listen, Providence Hunter, but God, but God, people will organize themselves and come against us in our ministries because they don't have nothing else to do. They're miserable. They're angry. They're bitter. They're jealous. They're envy. They know who you are. I talked about that on yesterday. They know who you are, but they refuse to come to you because they hate you. They know you're going to give them truth. So how will you be taken up? Whose spirit will rest upon you? Whose spirit do you need to be rest upon you so that you can walk in righteousness, so that you can do what is right? So that you won't have to be so irritated like Elisha and speak that unto them. And you just, you look up and he said in the name of the Lord and you, you just, you just did. Listen, though the Hebrew word naor is used as a general word for boy and is often applied to older youth when used alone. The Hebrew here is a nerim, means little boy. So older youth would undoubtedly have been out in the fields, but it's happened. But but as happens even today, it happens even today. Wow, my God. Glory goes to the Lord. Glory goes to the Lord. When I, I told Minister, I kid you all not, I got to studying this thing and I said, Minister Laquanda, I, 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 I'm going to try my best to keep this within an hour. But baby, this right here has blessed my entire, because I've read it. Listen, because I, I, I'm reading it in a different place. I'm reading it from a different season. I'm reading it from a different area of my life. 
And now it just makes me to understand I have to be careful what comes out of my mouth. I have to be careful what comes out of my heart. Why? Because I'm making disciples. And if I'm making disciples and I know the mantle that is on me, I know the anointing that is on me, I have to make sure that my character stays in check. I have to make sure that my integrity stays in check. I have to make sure that I'm studying and reading my Bible every day to encourage them so that when I pass away, but I'd already, well, Holy Spirit, but I I'd already told them, listen, don't, don't do me like Dorka. Let me die. Don't y'all come praying over me to bring me back to life. When the Lord, the Lord knows my death date. When he goes and calls my name and I'm laid down in that bed, don't y'all, don't y'all pray me back to life. <laughs> y'all better let me die in peace. I did my work. I'm not that one that's going to hold on to my mantle. I'm going to pass it. I'm not that one that's going to keep the spirit of the Lord to myself. I'm going to pass it. Let me go. <laughs> let me let the Lord take me up but we have to understand that things like this is happening today the outsiders they're coming into your home the outsiders they're coming into your ministries the outsiders they're coming into your children the outsiders are coming into your marriage the outsiders are coming into your children they're coming into your finances they're coming into your mind they're coming into your heart they're coming into your spirit and they're making fun of you they're mocking you because they don't want you to be taken up they don't want you to be taken up they don't want you to go higher in the Lord. They don't want you to accomplish anything. They broke, they want you broke. They miserable, they want you miserable. They unhappy, they want you unhappy. Their marriage ain't going right, they don't want your marriage to go right. Your children is doing great, so they, but they don't want your children to do great. Your children is trying to maintain their salvation, but they've lost theirs and are struggling with this. So they want your children in that same place. You have to understand your anointing is not just for your maintaining. Your anointing is just not for your maintaining. Your anointing is just not for your maintaining. Your anointing is for the mantle that has been placed on you, for you to prepare, to place on them, and not because they're your daughter, not because they're your son, not because they're your husband, not because they're your, 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 your wife, not because you know them, not because they're your bestie. You don't just place your mantle on anybody. You don't just place your spirit on anybody. It's got to be placed on those who are willing and who is obedient to follow instructions, to be corrected, to be converted, to be convicted for the next set of rules. And I didn't, well, yeah, the next set of rules. Let me just say it like that. Yeah, the next set of rules. Because we all have to abide by some rules and regulations concerning the word of God. He calls them commandments, laws, and statutes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The devil tried to trip that thing up. Uh-uh. No. Mm -mm. We have rules and regulations in our house. We have rules and regulations in the house of God. Commandments, statutes, and laws. Period. You have to watch who you place your mantle on. Watch who wants your mantle. 
Watch, watch who wants your spirit. Because if they take your spirit of the Lord that's on you and they're asking for that, you still have to recognize, are they worthy to wear it? Are they righteous to have a right to it? Because you can't just take God's spirit and just put it anywhere. Just be saying, I put it somewhere. Mm-mm. 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 Listen. We have to know that we don't have to take matters into our own hands. And even though God himself judged the, the, the depraved children by sending two bears, the judgment at Bethel was a warning to Israel that God's covenant curses awaited them if they persisted in rebellion against God. Just that simple. Just that simple. Just that simple. Just that simple. When I was studying this thing, I said, Lord, and we, people don't even understand that this was Elisha's, the beginning of his ministry. How many of you, thank you, Holy Spirit. How many of you can remember when you decided, when you first started and decided to start your, to start your ministry? God gave you the plan. He, he gave you what needed to be done. He, he, he laid it out for you. And, and, and guess what? And then here comes the enemy. Here comes trial and tribulation. Here comes trial and area and error. Here comes frustration. Here comes demonic spirits. Here comes issues and struggles. Here comes all of this stuff. Elijah, not Elisha, but Elijah went through all of that People wanting him dead because of who he was. People want you dead because of who you are. People want you dead because where God is sending you. That Yeah, he and, and bam. And Elijah was like, okay, wait a minute. Um, I don't think I signed up for this. Like, Lord, are you sure you, you want me? We have to understand that it's okay to go through and it's okay when things are not okay. But when you trust God and you put him first before you move first, because at any given moment, you can speak a thing in the name of the Lord and it'll happen. Why? Because God takes care of his own people. God takes care of his own children. Amen. Whew, amen. Lord, this was good to me. I'm done. <laughs> I am, I'm done, y'all. I am, I am done. I am done. I, I am done. Hi, Lakaya. Hey, Tina. I'm done. I don't know if y'all still on here or not, but I'm saying hello anyway. Listen, the Lord called me. Apparently, 
when I didn't realize he called me. But I recognized my call in 2006. I walked into my calling in 2009. And then I received my calling in 2011. So bless you. Thank you. God is so good. Now, don't listen. This thing happened so fast. Bless you, Deacon Ravizy. Thank you. This thing happened so fast in my life that I wasn't even mature. I, I need y'all to hear me because this is going to help you understand why you need a good leader that you can follow. And I need y'all to really understand what I'm saying. This is why you need a good leader, but you also need to understand that Jesus Christ, God, the father, the Holy ghost, they are your leader first and they will place the right people in your life. God said in his word, and I, I want to say it's in Jeremiah but he said, I, I give you pastors after my own heart. But he also still says that woe to the pastors that scatter my sheep. So we have to be careful on both ends of this thing. Because if, we, if we're going to pass the mantle, if we're going to place the spirit of the Lord that's in us onto others, it, it's got to be right. We, we got to know what we're talking about. We, we got to go through some stuff. There's going to be a there, reality. You're going to struggle. You're going to go. You're going to go through in your marriage. You're going to go through with your children. You're going to go through with the congregation. You're going to go through with your family members because you're going to make a conscious decision. I can't go to the club with you anymore. I can't I can't sit at the bar and drink with you and get drunk with you anymore. I, I can't fornicate with you anymore. I can't continue to have this affair with you anymore. God is calling me higher. God is taking me up and I want to be elevated. I want to be promoted. I can't keep doing what is wrong. I can't keep cussing people out. I can't keep putting my hands on people. I, I, God is calling me and I don't understand the call. I don't understand the place that I'm in. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on in my life. I, I don't know. And so when I started going through all, when my husband and I, when we separated and I'm looking, Lord have mercy, help me, Jesus. And I'm looking at Christians, leaders that, that didn't even check on me, that blamed me, that accused me. Everything was my fault, but it was being done to me. I was so confused. Literally, it made no sense to me because if I'm reading the Bible and I'm reading what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be doing it and how we're supposed to be loving and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, who do you listen to? So then when you know, and then when you, you're not calling your own self out. I wasn't calling my own self out. Honey, I was trying to call myself away. I was trying to get away. Everybody could tell you, I'm not walking in this. I'm, I ain't doing it. I don't know nothing about it. I don't, I ain't understanding it. I'm, I ain't called to preach. I ain't called to teach. I don't even want to be a pastor's wife. I don't want to, I don't even want to go to church. I, I, I need y'all to understand. But when I got it, 
when just like God told Jeremiah, Lord, help me, Jesus. When he said, I knew Jeremiah said, uh-uh, I'm a kid. I can't do that. You, you got, no, uh-uh. Get someone else, get somebody, get someone else to do it. I'm not doing that. Get, get somebody else to do it. Surely you got the wrong person. Surely this ain't what it is. I ain't signed up for all of this. I just got married to a, to a man I don't even like. <laughs> that's a story in a whole nother day. But some of y'all that's on here, y'all know the struggle. I didn't want to be a wife. I love just going out and doing me and not answering to anybody, living my own life, taking care of my children. Get somebody, that's, get somebody else to do it, that part. But he called me and I didn't even have time to prepare. Some of you have time to prepare, but I was being prepared and didn't even know I was being prepared. So when I finally said yes, people will tell you, Dr. Hunter, Prophetess Hunter, woman of God, I knew things that I didn't even know that I knew. I knew scripture. I didn't even know that I knew. I, I, I had no, I didn't even understand it. It was just coming to me. The dreams, the visions, the all this. And I didn't have nobody to teach me. But it was God. It was God. I was a hellion rebellion. I was a rebellion hellion. I was, was horrible. But I was so confused. And I remember, and I can say his name because we've had this conversation before when y'all heard this. And I'll never forget it. I, I, I want to say it was like maybe four years I was into ministry. And Elder Ferris Long, he a bishop now. He apostle, bishop, apostle, whatever. God bless you. Bishop uh Pastor Davis, and I went up for prayer. The Lord, I heard the Lord said, Go up for prayer. I got a word for you. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go up and elder for Bishop Ferris Long prayed for me and said, The Lord wants me to tell you that you may be mature, but you are immature in the word. And I was just like, what? What? I backed up. I looked at him. I was like, dude, you don't even know me. And he didn't know me. He did not know me. I ain't know, I ain't know who this man was. And let me tell y'all something. And this, I'm, I'm Lord help me, Jesus. I'm saying this. I, I'm giving, if I'm giving, no, if I'm giving a testimony then it lets me know that there's somebody that is listening or there's somebody that is watching needs to hear this. So I'm so because I'm giving this testimony. So I need y'all to really listen because I, I got angry at the altar. Like I was ticked off. I was like, this dude don't even know me. How dare you tell me that I'm immature and immature? And I know word. I know scripture. Tell me I'm immature. I'm mature, but I'm, I'm mature, but I'm immature in the word, honey. I know my word. I know scripture. I know, honey, I can, I can get a script. Broke my whole little heart. <laughs> Broke my whole little soul down. I went back to my seat, boy. I was ticked. 
Listen, Dr. Hunter, I was ticked off. I ain't know him, but I had all sorts of mean things to say about this man. <laughs> How dare you tell me? But I got home and I got my spirit got a little calm. I got a little better. The Lord said to me, I, I need y'all to hear this and I need y'all to catch this. The Lord said to me, I had you to go up so that you can hear from somebody that you don't know because you don't need to just be a hearer of the word. I need you to do it. Just like, well, you didn't say that. You just said I had to teach the word. You didn't tell me I had to live by it. <laughs> I need y'all to catch this. I need y'all to understand. And I know right now y'all like, nah, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't what it is. That ain't, nah, surely. No, I'm telling you, I knew my word, but I wasn't living it. Honey, I was still cussing out my husband. I was still drinking. I was still acting a fool. I was still fighting. I was still doing the most. But I had my Bible in my hand every time you turned around. So I said all of that to say this, and I do believe because there are people that are still bringing scripture or bringing the word, and you're still not living it. You're still not applying it. You're not even walking in it. And you're still immature. You're still wet behind the ears because we think we know God. We think we live for God. We didn't been in church all of our lives. So we're not immature. The devil is a lie, especially if you're not applying it. And God sees it. Lord, help me, Jesus. Lord, help me, Jesus. And I had to receive that correction. From, so now, now, now let me tell you what I had to do. So I didn't talk so bad about this man in my head. <laughs> I was calling him some names. Again, I was like, I was giving this dude the whole, just to give it. Listen, she knows, she heard about this. So one day we was at another church service and he happened to be there. And because of the heart that I have, I, when he came out, I said, listen, you don't know me. I said, but, you know, at the time he was an elder, I was an elder long, you know, I want to apologize to you because you spoke something to me, you know, at the altar, you know, a while ago, you know, at this church we were at and you spoke this to me and I was angry with you. Like I was ticked off because you don't even know me like that. And how dare you speak that into me, honey? I'm a woman of God. You know, and I was having this conversation with him and I asked him to forgive me and he did. And he forgave me. He forgave me because I had to apologize to the man of God. And this is what I'm saying. And I said this earlier when I was talking about stop mocking people and stop making fun of them and stop coming against them because you really don't know what God is speaking to them about. If, if they, it doesn't matter. Listen, it does matter their lifestyle according to where they are or what you've seen or heard, but it's just like David and Saul. And I said this the other day, David said, I touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. You got to understand, David told Saul, I could have killed you. I could have killed you. But here, I just cut the little piece of your low skirt. Just let you know, if I wanted to get you, I could have got you. Lord have mercy, help me, Jesus. If I wanted to get you, I could have got you. But you belong to God. You belong to God. So at this point, all I can do is pray for you. All I can do is 
put you at the altar and let God handle it. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to go to hell and I don't want to displease the Lord. And I don't want to lose my salvation and I don't want to lose my anointing. And I definitely don't want to use the mantle that the Lord has placed on my life. That part. So we have to be kind to one another. We have to love one another. And in order, in, in, in order for us to do that, you got to have a spirit of humility. You got to have love when you don't want to love. You got to like when you don't want to like. You got to respect when you don't want to respect. Listen, you may not like it, but you have to respect it. And David respected the position that Saul was in. And that's why he had to put his hands on him because God was going to do it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And for you married folk, read the story of Abigail and her husband. Trust me, you ain't got to do tick for tack. You ain't got to take matters into your own hands. You ain't got to do none of that. Let the Lord fight your battle. Hold your peace and God will take care of you. If you're living the way he's calling you to live by the word of God. And I'm not saying the Lord going to come through and kill your husband or kill your wife. That is not what I'm saying. Because I know y'all going to tell me, well, since I always said uh, the Lord going to kill my husband and the Lord going to kill my That's not what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Be mature in what I'm saying. That's right. And the ball, God, God took care of him. Allow the Lord to take care of the things that you can't. Some of these things you can't handle, but God can handle it better than you. Let God do it. He'll take care of it. So just like sometimes when you're not listening to the people that is trying to help you, then he will send a stranger to you to tell you the truth that'll hurt your whole soul, that'll break you all the way down. And now, my, now listen, I only give names when I, when I say a name, if I'm talking about my testimony and my life, what I've gone through, and I said a name, it's only because we, they, we, they already know that I use this as a testimony. They already know this. How will you be taken up? How will you be taken up? What I can't, God can. That's it. So listen, I thank God for you all. Know that I'm praying for you all. Listen. Allow the Lord to fight your battles. Be careful of what spirit someone puts upon you. Be careful where you throw your mantle. Make sure that whomever you lay your mantle on, that they will be able to maintain the mantle. Can I say that again? That you need to make sure they can maintain the mantle. And if they have the right spirit of the Lord, they will not only be able to maintain it, but God will sustain them to do just that. Amen. Amen. So know that I love you all. God bless you as well. Thank you. God is so good. God is good. He, he really is. He has been good to me. People think I have been in this thing all of my life. Nope. <laughs> I have not. 2006, I had my encounter with the Lord. And I'm not going to get into no detail right now because um, it's 2.30. So um, some of you have heard that testimony before and some of you have it. But you may, I may be able to, well, I don't know. We'll see because I'll be on tonight at 5.30. So let me go ahead and say this. I will be on tonight at 5.30 um, giving my live testimony um, tonight. 
at 5.30. If you desire to come on and listen, you are able because I want to encourage you. I want to bless you. And I want you all to understand that in this life, in the world we live today, it's going to be struggles. You're going to have grief. And my husband was talking to me the other day, and that's where I got from grief to glory. And I promise you, it was nobody but God from grief to glory. So know that I'm praying for you all. Um, continue to pray for me. Thank you for tuning in to Sounding the Alarm. Um, how will you be taken up? So on tomorrow, we're going on with chapter three. I'm so excited about it. Um, but we got to be careful. We, we just got to be careful. We're in the season of being careful. Because when you are a true man or woman of God, you got to be careful what you speak out of your mouth in the name of the Lord. Amen. So um, how will you be taken up? Whose spirit do you carry? Amen. So if it's God's will and if the creek ain't rise, I'll be on tomorrow at one o'clock. So again, I'll be on tonight at 530, giving my live testimony. And we're going to go on in Jesus name. Amen. So God bless you. Thank you all again for following me as I follow the Lord. Continue to be encouraged. Know that I love you and God loves you more. Amen. Amen.